Welcome to This Word is Your Life with Pastor Alexander Arthur, coming to you from Word of Life Christian Center International in Nashville, Tennessee. Again, good morning. We're going to uh, continue with our series uh, on spiritual warfare. And uh, we are at this point talking about the various pieces of the armor of uh, our spiritual weapons. And in doing so, I want to uh, quickly go over a few things with you. And as we do that, I want you to, I want to remind you that it's often good to go over a few things uh, because sometimes you think you got across to people what you are saying to them and it helps uh, to every once in a while revisit and uh, go over a few things uh, so that we can uh, get a flaw uh, from which we will uh, get the word of today out to you. And with that said, I began this series by talking to you first about the love of God because you can't really engage in spiritual warfare unless you know that God loves you. Unless you know, because as we go along, I'll show you how difficult it is to at times engage in this battle when Satan wants to remind you many times of your failures and your weaknesses and all the things that you've done wrong in life. And all of us, if we allow ourselves that way, Satan will want to overwhelm us with guilt and condemnation. But that's where we need to know that the foundation to this battle is love. That you know that God is love and God loves you. And this love is called agape love. It is an undefeatable kindness. Undefeatable kindness. It is also unquenchable goodness. Unquenchable goodness. It is the kindness that can never be defeated. It is a goodness that can never be quenched. This is the love of God. This unconditional love. This love is available to you when you go to battle. It's a mighty weapon indeed. Satan has no defense against it. And this love is available to all those who receive it no matter what they do. This love that is not based upon what you do because the person who loves you, the Father God who loves you, loves you no matter what you do. That is to say that your um, behavior, your actions or uh, your doings are not going to determine whether he loves you or not. So it is important to know that when Satan comes to to fill you with guilt and condemnation of the things that you have done, you can remind him that your father loves you 
no matter what. And that is very good to know. The second thing that I want to talk to you as we going over a few things uh, uh, leading to what I have for you this morning is that we talked about this battle is not with people. This warfare is not with human beings. It is with spiritual, diabolical, demonic forces, the devil and his demons. That's whom we fight this battle against. Now, with that said, we have to know that the battle has already been won by us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But nonetheless, we are in a spiritual warfare. And the reason for that is that Satan wants to lie to you to make you think that you have not won a victory already through Christ. Satan wants to make you, manipulate you to think that you have to go into the battle and fight to gain victory, fight to win the victory. And so we have to recognize that before we enter into this battle, God loves us. And secondly, when we go into this battle, we are not going to battle to fight human beings. We are fighting supernatural beings. And these supernatural beings want us to think that we have not won the victory already through Christ. And wants to manipulate us and lie to us and make us think that we have to fight ourselves. Interestingly enough, as we go further, we'll find out. The Bible says that when we're going to this battle, we're going into it to stand. Who fights by standing? The only way you will stand is because you've won. And you are positioning yourself in a place where you are occupying it. As Jesus said, occupy till he comes back. So we are in a position where the Bible says we stand in addition to withstanding. It's very, very interesting. There are several times we are told to stand and elsewhere we are told to withstand. And so whilst you stand, when that stands, fight against the enemy that are trying to keep you off from the position of victory where you stand. Are you getting me here? It's important for us to know that you're, going, you're not going to the battle to fight the enemy to gain victory. You already won through Christ. And Jesus says he wants you to stand, stand in that position of victory so that when he comes to try to hit you and push you off where you stand, you don't yield that position of victory to him in the name of Jesus. The third thing that we talked about is that there are spiritual resources that your father God has given to you and to me as well. And these spiritual uh, uh, resources are pieces in the armor. And we've covered uh, two already and we'll pick up the third one this, this morning. The first one was that you are to gird your loins about with truth. That means that you put a belt of truth around you. It's interesting that in a spiritual warfare, what God says you need is truth. Think about that. The first uh, weapon that he talks about is a weapon of truth. Why is that? 
Because Satan, in fact, let's go to this. Uh, go to First John chapter 2, uh, verse 13. First John chapter 2, verse 13. I'm going to read quite a few here. So say, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. You know, this is John writing to uh, uh, the, the church really at a time and referring to the fathers, the elders uh, who had been around when Jesus uh, was here on earth. He said, you have known that him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the father. Next. I've written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I've written unto you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you. You are strong because the word of God abides in you. You are strong because the word of God abides in you. That's why it's important that we train up our children the way they should go. So when they're old, they will not depart from it. So that they will be rooted in the kingdom of God so that they will bear fruit upward and be a blessing to the world and to their generation. So you have overcome the wicked one. It's not like you will overcome, but you have overcome the wicked one. Praise the one. Next verse. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Think about that. Now, love is really an act of a relationship. So it is where here he says that don't, don't have a relationship with the world. That's what Jesus said that even though we are in the world, we are not of this world. We don't have a relationship, a possessive relationship with the world. Anyway, he says the love, the person who loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Next. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh and the loss of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Next. And the world passes away and the loss thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abides forever. Now what God wants you to do is to act towards others in love, the same love that he has loved you with. And if you love someone, you are prepared to forgive them for what they do to you. If you love someone, you will not take offense from them. If you love someone, you're always thinking the good about them. If you love someone, you are prepared to, as we've said many times here, to give them the advantage rather than for them to take advantage of you. If you love someone, that's how God has loved us and he wants us to go and love people the same way. He says, by this the men will know that indeed you are my heart. Disciples. Praise the Lord. Next verse. We'll get into the point in the middle. Little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard that, Antichrist shall come. Even now, are there many Antichrists but we know that it is the last time. Now he said 2,000 years ago it was the last time. But really, this is the last time. I do believe. Uh, but next verse. They went out from us but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would know that have continued with us. But they went out, and they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. 
Now, this is not talking about church members. It's just talking about those who were not born again, even though sometimes pastors use that. But those who came in and acted as if they were born again. In fact, Paul made this point that these people came to spy on their liberty. Talking about the, uh, the Jewish uh, uh, Pharisees and Sadducees who, when Christianity began in Jerusalem and moved to the other parts of the world, they would go into uh, the places where the uh, Christians gather, and they will be they will act as if they're part of the of the of the of the sect or part of the of the uh, of the of believers. But after a while, they left them, and John is saying that they were not of us. They were not part of. If they were real were, they would have stayed with us. You follow? Yeah. Uh-huh. Next verse. But, but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Somebody said, if I know all things, why must I be taught? Well, you know, when God says certain things like that, he's pointing out to you and I that in you, you have been given the ability to know these things. When you get born again, you are given the ability to know all things. But the fact that you have given the ability to know doesn't mean that you don't need to be taught. Sometimes by teaching that you come to know. Otherwise, we will have no need for teachers. For information on Pastor Alexander Arthur or Word of Life Christian Center International, go to WLCCI.org or call 615-876-3086. And please consider joining us in person for services Sunday mornings at 1030 and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Or join us for our virtual services on both Facebook and YouTube. Uh, thank you for listening to our program uh, this morning. And uh, for those of you who have not had the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, will you pray this prayer with me? Say, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. And I ask you to come into my life. Take it and do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen. At Word of Life Christian Center International, we believe in the power of prayer. Send us your prayer requests by email at worship at wlcci.org or by phone at 615-876-3086. You can mail prayer requests to us at WLCCI, P.O. Box 23421, Nashville, Tennessee 37202. And remember, for all you're getting, get understanding. For the Word of Life, changes lives.